Sue Bird sends Seattle into Phoenix with a two-game lead. Serena Williams can't wear a cat suit but rocks a tutu and wins. And Aaron Rodgers agrees to a 25-year, $790 million deal extension to keep Green Bay in Wisconsin. This is Sports Without Balls. Sports Without Balls. Dun, 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 dun. Sports Without Balls, fans, friends, family, it's Aaron Foley. I am recording from an undisclosed location in New York City. I am literally in an apartment in New York City in the 140-something area of New York. Um, I have been on the road for the last week, so I'm not in L.A. I can't record from the booth. But a huge thank you and shout out to All Things Comedy, which hosts this podcast. And a shout out to Aaron in the booth, uh, all the way from New York City to LA. It's just me today. I wanted to get out some information. I wanted to get out some stories. It'll probably be about a half hour. There's just a lot to report, a lot of information. Um, I need to get out there for uh, Sports Without Balls super fans. Uh, so a couple information, pieces of information at the top. And then we'll get to a couple of stories, and I want to remind people that, uh, uh, that there's playoffs, there's all kinds of uh, fun sports going on, and then we'll be recording uh, two Sports Without Balls podcasts next week. So let's kick it off with this. We are on day eight of a 10-day Sports Without Balls t-shirt sale, finally. Here's all the information. We've got a soft gray t-shirt V-neck, a soft gray t-shirt crew neck, and a baseball tee. They all say sports without balls on them. I've been uh, using this company called bonfire.com. Here's the links. Get your t-shirt. The t-shirt sales end on Friday, Friday, August 31st at midnight. So you have about 48 hours more to get your t-shirts. You can go on sportswithoutballs.com. Um, there's a shop uh, link on my website. It'll take you right to the t-shirt sales. Or you can go on bonfire.com backslash, that's a hard word to say, bonfire.com backslash sports dash without dash balls. So uh, I would have to say probably the easiest one is uh, sportswithoutballs.com. Uh, go to the shop tab, and you will see photos of all the T-shirts. Uh, get them. You have 48 hours left. It's a $10, uh, a 10-day sale, um, and I've been promising you guys T-shirts for so long. I have to say it's a little bit odd to do a sports podcast by myself at a table in an apartment building in New York City. But I wanted to get the t-shirt information out there. And also, this is the most exciting. Uh, well, maybe equally as exciting, probably a little bit more exciting. Uh, we have, uh, I am doing, I'm part of the Boston Podcast Festival. And I have a live Sports Without Ball show next Tuesday, September 4th at 8 p.m. at Laugh Boston, which is in uh, a great comedy club in downtown Boston. And wait for it. Uh, I'm doing a live show with Aaron Baines from the Boston Celtics. You heard that correctly. 
Aaron Foley and Aaron Baines from the Boston Celtics. Uh, he's their center. He's their big man. Um, he's an Aussie basketball player, played for Washington State University, played for San Antonio, played for Detroit, uh, spent last year at Boston, signed on again. Super cool dude. Um, uh, my agent knew him through a friend, whatever. We've been texting. He's the best. He's just awesome. Uh, I had a couple choices to, to choose from in this dream list of athletes, and I snagged him, and uh, he listened to the podcast, and he wants to do it. So I'm super pumped. Also, I grabbed one of my favorite comics from the Boston area, Kelly McFarlane. We have performed together for years. Uh, so that is next Tuesday uh, at Laugh Boston. It's part of the Boston uh, Podcast Festival. It will be uh, yours truly, Aaron Foley, hosting a Sports Without Balls live in front of a live audience with Aaron Baines from the Boston Celtics and Kelly McFarlane. It is going to be so much fun. Um, ticket link. Again, the easiest way to do this is go on sportswithoutballs.com. And uh, on the home page, there will be a link to uh, the festival tickets. Another way to do it is you can go on laughboston.com. That is the comedy club that is hosting the event, and you can find the ticket link through there. So a couple different ways to get your tickets next Tuesday, September 4th at 8 p.m. And also, if you live in Boise, Idaho, uh, the following weekend is another comedy festival I'm going to be doing a Sports Without Balls podcast on, um, and I will promote that on Tuesday. But it is going to be uh, Saturday... Um, which will be Saturday, September 8th at 4 p.m. Saturday, September 8th at 4 p.m. Um, and that is the 208 Comedy Festival in Boise, Idaho. It's at Liquid Laughs. So I just want to get all that information. Uh, uh, get your T-shirt. There's two uh, East Coast, West Coast shows coming up. Um, that uh, is the kickoff for all that info on the sports we are in the height of the WNBA playoffs, which I couldn't be more thrilled about, and I've got a really fun story. Um, well, last week, as you know, uh, a group of us went to see the Sparks-Minnesota uh, Lynx game, and it was phenomenal because we finally, if, if you're a Sparks, uh, Sparks fan, we, we finally beat the Lynx. We have a lot of trouble beating the Lynx because the Lynx are so good and so fun. It's almost impossible to cheer against uh, Lindsay Whalen on her last game. It felt like such a privilege to watch her play. Um, and, you know, uh, Sylvia Fowles and Maya Moore. I mean, this is like a, you know, it's a dream team. And I love Minnesota fan base. It's such a great organization. However, when you live in L.A., uh, you know, you cheer for your Sparks and you cheer for uh, NECA and Candace. And uh, uh, Chelsea Gray lit up the floor. And it was so much fun. So the Sparks, with all the momentum, uh, go into Washington last Thursday when I was traveling, so I did not get to see the game, and Washington dismantled them. Washington beat them, I think, by 89 points. It wasn't even close. I landed um, in New York City last Thursday, saw the score, and I was like, wow, I thought it would be competitive. I actually thought the Sparks would have a chance, and um, the Mystics went to town. So... Uh, again, I have to say it's also good for the sport. I, I love that our last four teams remaining are the Atlanta Dream, Washington Mystics, Seattle Storm, and Phoenix Mercury. Now, uh, Seattle hasn't been there in, uh, I think, maybe since 2015. 
Um, Atlanta's really building on their team. Washington to excite that fan base. So it's really good for the sport. Phoenix has won a couple times. So um, as much as, you know, my favorite player of all time is Diana Taurasi. Um, but I'm all in with Seattle and Washington. I'd love to see a Seattle-Washington Final. Here's what we got. Last night we had a double header. Uh, I was in New York. I finished a show. I didn't get to see the Washington Atlanta uh, game, but I was checking scores after my show, and it seemed like Washington had it under control. Uh, Atlanta comes storming back, and of course, if you're a UConn fan, some of you are, some of you aren't. Uh, Tiffany Hayes, Renee Montgomery. There's so, always at some point so many uh, college stars uh, of the game. On the court, uh, Atlanta comes storming back, and uh, the worst news of all, uh, if you're a Washington fan, also if you're a WNBA fan, is Elena Deladon hurt her knee. Um, I saw the clip this morning. I actually saw the clip at halftime of, uh, of the second game. Uh, they do believe during the Seattle game they gave the news that her swelling the knee had gone down. Um, and she was walking around because you just feel the AC, you just fear the, the ACL. You fear like she goes down, there goes Washington, there goes the whole season. You, I just don't think you can reco- you can't recover from a, uh, your best player um, when it gets to be this competitive this round of the playoffs. So, um, praying that uh, uh, one of the, the greatest players of all time comes back and and makes that uh, Atlanta-Washington series um, as exciting as it has been. So I did not see that game. Um, uh, I came home. Uh, uh, I'm staying at uh, my girlfriend's apartment in New York, and uh, we, were watching a, we were watching a movie, and uh, um, as soon as uh, my lady fell asleep, um, I ran into the living room and started streaming the uh, Seattle phoenix game i started i probably about five minutes in the first quarter i started uh, i'm in like a dark living room uh watching the game on my iphone uh streaming it on espn2 um and uh super fan sports without ball super fan uh, jackie garrett big shout out to you she was texting me while uh she was at work she's uh just an amazing uh social worker in the texas area uh, the great state of Texas, and we're texting while I'm watching the game. And it was a total blowout. Um, Seattle was dismantling Phoenix. If you didn't see this game, it was a tale of two games. And unfortunately, um, uh, I saw the tale of the first game. Uh, I watched three quarters, the Seattle. I'm on Eastern Standard Time, so I'm watching Seattle, Phoenix, and I'm watching Seattle just play the most beautiful basketball. Brianna Stewart announced MVP of the league earlier um, that day. She was just dominating. Sue Bird, let's just take a second, um, and we'll go back to Brianna Stewart. Sue Bird, she's about to turn 38. She's going to be the oldest player in the league. And talk about feel good. She... Her speed on the court, if you didn't watch the game, uh, just trust me. And if you watch the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. She's like doing laps. She's doing laps around 22-year-olds. Jordan Canada, UCLA player, um, is a number one pick for Seattle Storm. Canada is being groomed probably to take over for Bird. I don't know, maybe if Bird regressed this year. Bird's playing the best season of her life. But future point guard alongside Jewel Lloyd. Well, Canada uh, played eh game one, played so much better this game. 
best best player on the court. Well, that was Diana Trazi from Phoenix, but super. I would say second best player on the court. I mean, just well, maybe second or third, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, she was playing phenomenal, and the entire time. And I've said this before in the podcast, and I'm going to say it again. Everybody get out there and fall in love. Because Megan Rapino, Subert's girlfriend, is having uh, just phenomenal year in the National Women's Soccer League and for the U.S. Women's National Team. This is a woman that has had three knee surgeries. And one of the oldest players in the league. Not oldest, but you know what I mean. She's still so young. These women are incredibly young. Rapino's probably early 30s, doing laps around 19-year-olds. Sue Bird, about to turn 38, doing laps around 22-year-olds. You know why? They're in love. There, I said it. Uh, season, re- like, re- just a resurgence. I think that's the word. Because they're in love with each other. I mean, come on. F you, Mike Pence, and we're back. Uh, I just loved it. I absolutely loved every minute of the game. Okay, so through three quarters of play, Brianna Stewart's doing turnaround hook shots. They're containing Griner. Um, you know, when Brianna Stewart comes up to the top of the point uh, and Courtney Parrish kind of comes in and out for Seattle as well, they're pulling Griner away from the basket, and then they start, you know, Brianna Stewart, she can shoot threes. I mean... It's such a key to, because because when Griner's underneath the hoop, I mean, who the heck? Just try, just try to put your head down and do a layup when Brittany Griner's underneath the hoop, and the ball will be literally smacked out into um, I don't know uh, somewhere around Spokane. Uh, that's how good Brittany Griner is. So they're moving Stewart up. They're moving all their bigs up. Griner's moving up. Super must have had I don't know ten points in layups. It was amazing. I, I just thought the game plan for Seattle, asterisk scroll down through the first three quarters, um, was was great. Uh, Tarazi couldn't just had an off night. Griner, eh, slow. Uh, Bonner was contained for uh, uh, Phoenix. Uh, Brian January, eh. uh, they just were having an off night. It was one of those nights where you just so Seattle was on fire. So I go to bed with about one minute left in the third quarter because it was probably about midnight Eastern Standard Time. Um, I wake up to a headline that says Seattle squeaks by Phoenix by like three points in overtime. And I was like, what the hell happened? I was literally on my couch just enjoying every minute of the game. I go to bed. My girl Diana Tarazi, I don't know, I think she scored like 17 points in 35 seconds. Um, she wound up with 28 points for the game. Griner goes off, has 23 points for the game. And uh, so I'm watching all the highlights this morning. Uh, Bonner apparently turned her game around, finished with 21 points. All of this when I went to bed. Um, now, I learned at a very early age, uh, you never leave a ball game early. That was Richard Foley. That's Dick Foley's uh, mantra. And of course, I can't even tell you how many times I've stayed to the bitter end and the game's turned around and you're just so thrilled that you actually stayed. But I thought, you know, it's midnight. Seattle's got a 17-point lead. Time to throw in the towel. I'm exhausted. Um, I have a show tonight. I have 17 full-time jobs. Uh, well, that's an exaggeration, uh, but you know what I mean. So I go to bed, and uh, uh, I missed an epic, an absolute epic fourth quarter. Um, 
Phoenix outscores Seattle 28 to 12 in the fourth quarter while I'm sleeping. Tarazi was drump, dropping three bombs. I, I saw the clips for the fourth quarter. It was unbelievable. She was literally, it felt like she was 10 feet behind the three-pointer, like doing like a, a what do you call it, a, a shot put shots. They looked like they were, it was like a straight line. And the three-pointer from the corner to tie the game, she had two people on of her. One was Sue Bird that looked like she was like basically shoving her into the bench. And she, it, it, everybody go, if you didn't see this shot, go and Google Tarazi's three-pointer from the corner to tie the game. Seattle calls a timeout. Brianna Stewart gets a really great look at the hoop, uh, misses the shot. Tarazi comes back in overtime, dropping another three. Um, I can just only imagine that Seattle tightened up their D, um, got it done. Bird had some really sweet jump shots. Stewart had jump shots. Uh, Bird ices the game on the foul line. And uh, Seattle wins at 91 to 87. But what a basketball game. And I missed the fourth quarter. So that is on me. Let me just tell you this. For all this, um, you know, NBA that plays year-round and then all the summer D-League and all this crap, uh, totally fine. Uh, people need to be watching the WNBA. And let me tell you this. Next Tuesday, September 4th at 8 o'clock at Laugh Boston, Erin uh, uh, Baines and I are going to be talking about women's basketball. He's a big women's basketball fan, and uh, he wants to also talk about what they play, what the women play in Australia called netball. You know I'm going to do a deep nerd dive on the netball. And uh, and we're going to be playing, we're going to be talking about the WNBA playoffs uh, because these games are so exciting, so exciting. Uh, so watch the WNBA. I'm going to give you the schedule, and I'm going to give everybody the schedule uh, next Tuesday as well, um, and a, a couple little bit more pieces of information on the WNBA. Um, Friday, August 31st at 8 o'clock Eastern time, you've got the Atlanta Dream and the Washington Mystics, and I'm hoping Deladon will be back. Uh, the following, uh, that night, uh, 10 p.m. game will be Seattle travels to uh, Phoenix. So Atlanta will travel to Washington for the next two games. So uh, Friday, August 31st, Atlanta, Washington, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Phoenix um, will host Seattle Storm, 10 p.m. Now, Atlanta Mystics are one game each. Seattle's up 2-0 uh, Phoenix. But when you've got Diana Tarazi, you can come back and win three games. I do think Seattle will take one of the two and win it in Phoenix. But... Um, I love a good five-game series from both teams uh, and then another five-game series for the finals because somehow I can get up to Seattle maybe and see a game. Um, or maybe I get in the car and drive to Phoenix. Who knows what happens? Maybe I take a, 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 a flight to Atlanta. Um, by the way, uh, let's just say this. Atlanta is playing the Georgia Tech. They're playing at the Georgia Tech Stadium instead of where the Atlanta Hawks play. Why? How about that, Atlanta? How about we go and support women's basketball? Uh, we've got, uh, you know, my sweet Liberty playing in a nursing home in Rockland County. Uh, nothing against Rockland County or Westchester County. They're actually beautiful places to live if you've got a lot of money. Uh, but get the Liberty, get the, have the Liberty play in Brooklyn. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, Atlanta is playing in Georgia Tech and the Liberty are playing in a nursing home in Rockland County. I can't, 
I can't. Two quick pieces of information. Not even quick. Uh, WNBA draft. Uh, the Las Vegas Aces got the number one pick. Liberty get two. Indiana gets three. This is, I am telling you, I am telling you the Las Vegas Aces are going to be really good. They almost made the playoffs this year. They're relocating to Las Vegas. Bill Ambeer, just a winner head coach, even though, boy, did I hate him growing up. They've got Kelsey Blum. They've got Asia Wilson. And then they're, they're who knows where they're going to get number one pick. And then Lambeer's on at halftime going, who doesn't want to play for me in Las Vegas? We've got all these stars coming out. Maybe you're a junior and you want to come out early. I don't know if anybody else heard that, but I was like, oh, oh, my God. Now we're, we're going we're gonna, to, he's literally, I was like, who does he have? I don't think you say that. I don't think Lambeer says that unless he's eyeing someone that's a junior that could come out early. I don't know. I'll have to do a, another deep dive investigation for that. Um, I'd also like to say ESPN2, um, the commentators uh, for halftime in the Seattle Storm Phoenix Mercury game um, were, was uh, Kurt Miller, the awesome, amazing head coach of the Connecticut Sun. Uh, there is a fantastic, which I will find in a, uh, a put online, a fantastic New York Times article about Kurt Miller. He is the uh, only openly gay male coach in the NBA, WNBA, uh, and to have him on as a commentator was fantastic. I'm going to say this, and you're going to think this is negative at first, but it's a huge positive. I had never heard him speak before for some reason. It was probably sidelines, and I read about the article. He has a speech impediment. He has like a thick lisp which made me like him 800 times more. Can you imagine what that man has gone through? He, he was the coach of Bowling Green for 10 years, then moves over to the Connecticut Sun. But just think as a human being, you were a man in this like grossly testosterone-fueled, just like manly man culture. You're a gay man, you wanna coach basketball, you love basketball, and you have a speech impediment. I mean, I... I I don't know what his upbringing like, but you, you can't imagine that that guy had it easy. And, he, and, and now he's the openly gay man in the WNBA, all of basketball. And that was the first time I heard him speak, and I was just like, oh, my God, I love this man. So well-spoken, so awesome, so on point. Now, forgive me, I don't know his male counterpart at, uh, and, I, and I forgot to look that up before I started, and now we're 22 minutes in, and uh, I probably have to wrap this up in 10 minutes uh, uh, because uh, I'm at my girlfriend's apartment in New York screaming into an iPhone, and it's 96 degrees outside, and she took a walk. Anyway, we're back. That's realness. Um, this, can, we put, can we put a female uh, 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 commentator with Kurt Miller? I don't know, um, nothing, nothing uh, no offense to this guy that was reporting, but he was so boring. He was a robot. He was doing that announcer voice that I absolutely hate. Put a former basketball player in there. Put a woman that knows what they're talking about. There's eight, like when we see Holly Rowe and Rebecca Lobo and all these women speaking so eloquently about all kinds of sports, you, you can't tell me you can't find a female basketball player to commentate. There's 8 million of them. And this dude is like talking like this, like, it's halftime of the Seattle Phoenix game and Tarazi dumped in. And you're like, please stop talking. Please stop talking. Boring. 
just like mansplaining, just like it, just like it's so annoying to me. Like there's so many women that could speak so eloquently and passionately, uh, passionate uh, with passion about the, about this game, what they saw. I'm, I mean, I'm literally doing it right now, um, and and I. I I did not play in the WNBA. You know what I mean? Find a woman. Put two women. Nothing against Kurt. Put, put two women and Kurt Miller. But don't put a guy that's just like, uh, Brianna Stewart, uh, how are they going to come back? Or are they going to keep the lead? <sighs> Kill me. Put female commentators in. Put all of them in. Put all of them. Put 28 in. All right. So Friday, watch the WNBA playoffs as that continues. I'm in New York City. We are in the middle of U.S. Open. It is the first week. It is day... Uh, well, day four of the U.S. Open, um, or maybe day five of the U.S. Open, uh, Simona Hellup uh, loses first round. She loses first round, number one player in the world, just won Wimbledon. I, I, the, the lack of consistency in Simona's game is unbelievable to me. She's so good. I'm such a huge fan. Uh, and yet she just, it's, 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 she either wins the entire tournament and, or loses in the first round. Um, we've got some major tennis happening literally right now, uh, and I'm going to pull up ESPN because I want to do a quick uh, U.S. Open shout-out, and we'll do more U.S. Open. Uh, Sloane Stevens is playing right now. She's in the third set against uh, a woman I don't know, Kalinina. Kalini, um, the Her competitor took 6-4 in the first set, then she's got 7-5 and a 3-1 lead in the third. Uh, I'm a huge Sloane Stevens fan. Um, Venus Williams playing right now, up 6-4-4-3. Serena plays layer today. Muguruza plays layer later today. Um, Andy Murray, uh, back from all those injuries. Uh, This is the first tournament, and I think what they said, at least a year or two were the top. We've got Andy Murray back, Djokovic back, Wabrika back, Federer, Nadal. We've got all the big kahunas on the men's side. Uh, back, which will be really fun, and I am really, really trying to go see a match somehow on Saturday. Um, I'm gonna work. I'm gonna. I've got uh, a couple more days uh, left in New York. It's always crazy sold out. It's the hardest ticket to get, but I'm gonna try, try to get a ticket to the U.S. Open on Saturday. Tomorrow night, I am going uh, to the Yankees Tigers. Uh, I'm going to Yankee Stadium. That'll be super fun. I'll give you a little uh, uh, report for the Rockford, uh, Rockford Peaches and this modified uh, short version of uh, Sports Without Balls. Um, we have two weeks left. So for my fantasy baseball team, we have two weeks left because they stopped the season second week in September. So we can do the first four teams. We'll make the playoffs um, so we can use the two last weeks of the regular season because, as you know, baseball fans, regular season stops October 1st. So I am in third place, uh, hanging on to third place. It's very competitive. Uh, the top four, we're all about five games away from each other. Um, uh, the top two teams sold basically all their draft picks, and they all went in. Uh, so uh, they definitely have, like, a better lineup um, than I do, but my pitching is solid, um, and you never know. You never know. You never know. And I, of course, uh, Sports Without Balls uh, regulars, you know that I wheel and deal. I've been doing so much wheeling and dealing, I can't even tell you. Um, and, uh, I, like, I picked up Giorco. I think Giorco? Giorco from the cards. 
um, like two days ago. Like I'm gonna wheel and deal to the end. So the goal is. Uh, this week I'm playing a team that's like maybe in sixth place. I have to do really well out of ten categories. I've got to win seven or eight because the pressure's on this week. Because next week I play a team called Scully's Catch and Scully's Catch, and that is the number one team in the league. So in order to really get a playoff position, all the pressure is on this week. I've got Dallas Keuchel uh, pitching right now for the Houston Astros. They're up two nothing against Oakland. Um, but it'll be nice tomorrow night. You get, when you get so crazy in fantasy that you look for player stats before you're even your your own team. Um, you know, I've been a diehard Yankee fan forever, and, uh, and now you know I, I, I you you forget like what the standings are. You get so involved in personal stats. Obviously, the Boston Red Sox are phenomenal. They're number one. They've got the best record in baseball. And I actually looked to see if the Red Sox were playing at home because I would have definitely, I love going to Fenway Park, uh, but they're away. Do I want them to win? No, but I would have loved to see them at Fenway Park. Um, Yankees right now are in the wild card position. And then, you know, I have to say one of the feel good stories of the whole year, the Oakland A's, uh, you know, they just, the Oakland A's I think is uncanny. It's not every year, but every like three or four years, the small ball Oakland A's will come up with, you're like, who? I, they probably have two or three known names on that team. They did a lot of good relief pitching, wheeling and dealing at the deadline. Um, I picked up Chapman maybe three weeks ago. The dude is on fire. Uh, so for me, um, I'd love, love, love to see the Oakland A's in the playoff. If it ended today, Yankees in Oakland would play in New York, and everybody in the brother, of course, except for the New York, uh, greater New York area, would be cheering for Oakland. And, you know, if Oakland beats you, nothing wrong with that. Of course, I'll be cheering for the Yankees. But um, just new teams. Any, any new teams? Um, Atlanta looks like they'll get into the playoffs. We've got, um, who knows? Who knows? We've got, uh, you know, uh, Aaron's cards. Eight and ten in the last ten games, or sorry, eight and two in the last ten games, and their interim manager—they just named him. Uh, I think they gave him a contract for through 2020, which is a total feel-good story. Um, if you live in the St. Louis area, so baseball's heating up. Uh, so think good thoughts out there for the Rockford Peaches. The only—I'm the only woman in the league, third place. I got to kill it this week. Uh, Aaron Nola pitched a gem of a game and some fucking idiot reliever comes in and takes a dump on the field and I don't get the win. It is very stressful. It is very stressful. Very stressful. Um, we're going to do a short version of Back on the Bus in the Feel Good Moment of the Week. One quick thing, and we'll do a lot more sports. Obviously, I'll be doing two live shows next week. So if your particular sport didn't get covered, uh, listen, we're going to be we're going to be talking about Australian women netball next Tuesday. So nobody panic. Um, I like to give two shouts out the National Women's Soccer League. Um, I think we've got another week uh, in regular season and then the playoffs start the top. So this week. If you live in uh, this, uh, we've got games September 1st, September 4th, 7th, and 8th, and that'll conclude. So this, we're going into the last week of regular season games. Um, if you live in, in, in the uh, New York uh, area, um, uh, the uh, sky blue, um, what am I talking about? Okay, Chicago plays on September 4th. Washington Spirit, Sky Blue uh, plays September 4th, September 1st. 
Portland, Seattle, both playoff games, Friday, September 7th, if you live in Seattle, uh, Portland Thorns play Seattle next Friday, September 7th. That's going to be amazing. Uh, uh, Orlando plays, and then we've got a whole bunch of games that are going to be, a lot of them will be on Lifetime. Next Saturday, September 8th, will be the last regular season game. And then the playoffs. Um, these, these top four teams basically um, have been in contention and been the top four teams most of the year. North Carolina Courage, 16-1, uh, 16-1-6. Seattle Rain, 11-4-8. Now, Rapino is not playing for the U.S. Women's National Team, which has, uh, which will be playing um, in Carson, uh, right by me in L.A. on Friday. And then I think the following Tuesday, they're going to be playing in San Jose. So look for the U.S. Women's National Team. They'll be playing this week as well. Uh, North, Cal- North Carolina Courage, Number one, Seattle Rain, number two, Portland Thorns, number three, Chicago Red Stars, number four. Um, those will be the top four teams. It doesn't, like, Utah's still in contention. Um, th- the last team to get in, you've got Chicago Red Stars, uh, Utah Royals, now which were Kansas City, so that's sort of an expansion. They moved to Utah, and Houston Dash. They're right, they're all in the mix. So if you're a national women's soccer fan, um, Go see these games. Last last week of the regular season and U.S. Women's National Team. Um, I forgot to. Uh, I do believe it's Friday the 31st in Carson and uh, Tuesday September 4th. I believe it's San Jose. I will fact check those. Carol. Oh my God! I brought Carol to New York. You guys. She's been in Times Square nonstop. Uh, like a crazy, she, you know what, I'll tell you what Carol's been doing. She's been riding those uh, 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 Apple double-decker buses, and she sits on the top of the double-decker, de- uh, the big Apple double-decker buses. She sits on the top, uh, hammered, giving out misinformation to tourists. I kid you not. Okay, we're doing a quick back on the bus. Um, we're doing a back on the bus to, his name is Bernard Guidicelli, Guidicelli, Bernard Guidicelli. I think I just nailed it. The French Tennis Federation president. You know where I'm going with this, sports fan. Uh, Ban Serena Williams' cat suit from next year's French Open. Um, this happened. This just happened. Uh, banned Serena Williams' black cat suit that she also wore, inspired by Black Panther. The movie Black Panther, which was phenomenal, it also helped her prevent blood clots. He, quote, said the cat suit will no longer be accepted. Quote, I think that sometimes we've gone too far. One must respect the game and the place. What? I'm sorry, what? Uh, Bernard Guidicelli, you are back on the bus. Uh, this segment is inspired by my parents, Mary and Dick Foley. Uh, who are Tampa Bay Rays fans, and whenever a Tampa Bay Rays player uh, uh, plays like crap, they put him back on the bus to AAA. Bernard Guidicelli, you are back on the bus. Who the hell, first of all, Serena Williams should be allowed to literally do anything. She has put tennis on her shoulders. She's one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest of all, all time. You know how I don't like to compare generations, but... Everybody else does it, so fine. Serena Williams, I have to say, probably the greatest of all time. I'm just going to say she's the greatest of all time. Pops out a baby, gets to the uh, Wimbledon finals, um, and you tell her you can't wear a cat suit? 
which is just basically like a like a thick black onesie, which she looks phenomenal in. Oh, okay, okay. So you're gonna tell what a, what a, what's what's what's. Sometimes I think we've gone too far. Let me just give you a couple of examples. Djokovic takes off his shirt and he's just in just bare chested nonstop. You find a, a a tennis player yesterday at the U.S. Open for her shirt change. What? And now Nadal, who I love. If anybody knows tennis, he does the same. He's insanely OCD. He literally picks his butt four times before he serves. Everybody, he literally takes his shorts out of his butt cheeks 17 times before he serves. But Serena Williams can't wear that outfit? So you know what she does. She comes on court, round one of the U.S. Open, in a custom design Louis Vuitton designer Virgil Abloh. You know me in fashion. I just nailed it in something called From the Queen Collection, comes out in a tutu. Did anybody see her outfit yesterday? It was to die for. It was a sleek brown, black, top-like bodysuit and just a tutu. She just rocked a tutu. She's like, oh, I can't wear a cat suit? How about a tutu? And I win. Go fuck yourself. More on that, but this is already a 36-minute version of me screaming. Um, Bernard Guidicelli, um, she can wear anything. She can, she can literally put a cat. She, could, she should be able to play holding a cat. She should literally be able to play holding a cat. You want to ban cats from the French Open? Okay, maybe, maybe I see that, but not a cat suit. You're an idiot. That should have never happened. That's just going after women, going after black... Race, class, gender, everything. That was just terrible. You suck. Back on the bus. Uh, feel good moment of the week. And then we're going to uh, repeat a t-shirt and September 4th uh, um, a Sports Without Balls. Um, feel good moment of the week. This was so awesome because this was sent to me by like Sports Without Balls super fans on Twitter, which was so fun. And I will give them all a shout out on Tuesday because I've been kind of uh, pulling this together. Um, Steph Curry, and you know, you guys know how much I love my sweet baby Steph Curry uh, from the Golden State Warriors. He has two girls. Uh, he has two little baby girls. I'm going to post this article. It's on the Players Tribune, started by my other sweet baby, Derek Jeter. Um, it's an amazing article about raising two girls, wanting them to be powerful, strong, kick ass women, fighting for equal pay just raising them to believe that they can do anything they want. I want our girls to grow up knowing that there are no boundaries that can be placed on their futures, period. I'm going to start crying. It's, it's such a great article. He just hosted um, a camp for 200 girls, love to hoop. Uh, and, you know, he said, eventually, hopefully eventually we can get to a place where the women's game isn't women's basketball, it's just basketball, played by women and celebrated by everybody. I mean, it's amazing. The whole thing is just raising powerful girls and, and again, basketball players, not female basketball players, fighting for equal pay. It, it, the whole article was just really absolutely amazing. Um, it gave really good examples about different specific uh, uh, players that came into his camp, um, him and his wife raising the girls uh, he's got a quote on his sneakers that says, I can do all things with the image of both of his girls on his sneaker. I mean, just an absolute class act. Um, 
he said, uh, by the end, I think the answer is pretty simple. I think you tell him the same thing that we told these girls last week at our camp. Be yourself, be good, and try to be great, but always be yourself. I think you can teach him to always uh, stay listening to women, to always believe in women. Um, and it comes to anyone's expectations for women. Just challenge the idea of what's right. Be a true supporter of women's equality. It's just, it's an amazing article. So thank you, Sports Without Balls fans, for sending me this on Twitter. As you know, I can't see it all, but I try to see as much as uh, humanly possible. Feel Good Moment of the Week, Steph Curry, Players' Tribune, amazing article, because that's what you need. You need champions of women's sports and just champions of women uh, to, uh, to fight for equality and also to fight for the Atlanta dream to play uh, in the um, arena that the Atlanta Hawks play in and not Georgia Tech, and for the Liberty not to play in a nursing home in Rockland County, and for these athletes, whether it be soccer, football, tennis, uh, wear a cat suit. Uh, play in big arenas. Be yourself and be celebrated. There you go. Okay, one more, one more. T-shirts, sportswithoutballs.com. I think it's probably the easiest way. Go on the shop link of sportswithoutballs.com. Uh, uh, working through a company called Bonfire. Soft gray T-shirts that say Sports Without Balls. The sale ends Friday, August 31st, which is in two days. Get your T-shirts. Um, and also uh, Tuesday, September 4th at 8 o'clock at Laugh Boston, Aaron Baines, Center for the Boston Celtics, Kelly McFarland, phenomenal stand-up comic, and I will be doing a live Sports Without Balls uh, event from Laugh Boston as part of the Boston Podcast Festival. Um, you can go on laughboston.com to get tickets, or all the tickets are also on sportswithoutballs.com. Um, and then uh, Saturday, September 8th at 4 o'clock at Liquid Laughs in Boise, Idaho, I will be doing another live Sports Without Balls uh, with a couple comics from the festival, Blair Postman, um, uh, Rhea Butcher. I think I'm going to try to get her because we can talk baseball. Um, that is it. I just wanted to just get something done this week from an undisclosed location in New York City. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. I'm sure I forgot tons of stuff. Don't worry. We're going to put Urban Meyer back on the bus next Tuesday. Nobody panic. Uh, we'll get to netball. We're going to do all kinds of uh, new stuff very soon. Sports Without Balls, fans, friends, family, have the best week of your life.